Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is, Should We Really Get People's Hopes Up? (laughs) Hey, before I get into the podcast today, just want to remind you, Our annual Negativity Fast Positivity Feast is starting on February 26, 2020. Hey, just uh, check it out on our website, ignitinghope.com. Maybe there's someone you could do that with. If these podcasts have blessed you, that this might be, if you've never done it, I highly suggest you do it. If you have done it before, the fast and feast, then who could you do it with? What group could you lead in this? And also, just want to remind you, April 23rd through 25th in Reading at Risen King Church, Igniting Hope Ministries is sponsoring the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference with Wendy and I speaking uh, three nights, two days of powerful uh, ministry. And hey, if you just think about coming to Reading, if you haven't been here for a while or never been here, that might be a great time. Hey, let's get into the message today. Uh, Should we really get people's hopes up? Jesus started his ministry by quoting a hope-igniting portion of Isaiah 61. This is in Luke 4. This is the ESV version. Jesus said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captive, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus lists five things the anointing of the Spirit would cause him to do. Number one, proclaim good news to the poor. Number two, proclaim liberty to the captives. Number three, bring recovery of sight to the blind. Number four, set at liberty those who are oppressed. Number five, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I find it fascinating that three of the five are proclamations. And an argument could be made that recovery of sight to the blind is a proclamation as well. The word proclamation means to announce or to declare in an official or formal matter. These announcements and declarations are similar to what Ezekiel did when he spoke to the dry bones in Ezekiel 37. They illustrate the truth that life is in the power of the tongue. And they demonstrated that Jesus knew the importance of getting people's hopes up because hope is the healthy soil that enables faith to sink its roots in deep. Wow, you know, I just look at this, the the proclamation, proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to the captives, proclaim that, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And it makes me think of of the, the phrase, faith comes by hearing in Romans 10, 17. So if, if, if we're going to have faith for something, we have to hear something. And if we're going to have faith for something higher than what we are experiencing, then we need to hear something higher than what we're experiencing. This is what Jesus did here. He he was proclaiming, you know what? 
things are going to get better. Things are going to get better for you. Things, there, there, there's already been provision made for that. I, I love the, the passage in Galatians 3, verses 1 to 5. I mean, the book of Galatians is so powerful. By the way, there's somebody within the sound of my voice who's going to memorize the book of Galatians and start a whole new grace movement. Let me say that again. There's somebody within the sound of my voice who's going to memorize the book of Galatians and start a whole new grace movement. There's others you may not memorize the book, but you're going to go so deeply in the book of Galatians, it's going to transform you. You're going to see things that you never saw before that's going to change your life and change others. But it basically... In Galatians 3, 1 through 5, Paul rebukes the Galatians. He says, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you. This one thing I want to know from you, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, we know the answer is the hearing of faith. It's interesting. It doesn't say just faith. It says hearing of faith. And then he says, this one thing I want to know from you, having begun in the Spirit, are you going to be now made perfect in the flesh? And it's interesting that flesh in this context means that we believe that we access the benefits of God, the favor of God through what we do rather than what we believe. But it's fascinating, it says the hearing of faith. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? By the hearing of faith. It goes on in verse 5, He who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of of faith. Wow. What it is, is that it's hearing something. Again, we're going to experience something higher. We have to believe something higher. If we're going to believe something higher, we need to hear something higher. Now, Jesus, he was a walking hope machine. (laughs) Let's examine Jesus' five prime assignments for spreading hope a, a bit more closely. Number one, he said, proclaim good news to the poor. Good news gets people's hopes up. Certainly, eternal life is the best news, but the word salvation literally means saved, healed, and delivered. The gospel is good news. It's hope of breakthrough now for key areas of lack in people's lives. Proclaim liberty to the captives. The first step of bringing freedom to a person or place is for someone to be sent to them and say, you are free. You can be free. It gets hope. You don't have to stay this way. You know, it's the Romans 4.17 principle of calling those things that do not exist as though they did. Just as Ezekiel spoke life to the dry bones, the proclamation of freedom brings hope and starts a chain reaction of dry deadness springing up to manifest life. Number three, Jesus' assignment was to bring recovery of sight to the blind. Everywhere Jesus went, he caused blind people to see and brought spiritual vision to those with a higher perspective. Number four, he said at liberty those who are oppressed. Through power, wisdom, and kingdom advancement, oppressed people will be set free. But listen to this, the last one, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus was to tell people this year will be the best year of your life. This year of favor seems to imply a Leviticus 24, excuse me, 25 verse 10 year of jubilee. 
for those he spoke to. Again, the assignment was Jesus. Three of them were clear proclamations to people, the poor, those captive, and just in general, this is the year of the Lord's favor. Let me just tell you this right now, you who are listening, this is the year of the Lord's favor. And let me tell you this, areas where you are fighting captivity, whether in your emotions, whether in your finances, whether in your relationships, um, whatever it is, I, I proclaim liberty, freedom. You are free in that area, and that area is going to change. And then wherever you're poor, wherever you're in lack, I say, I've got good news for you. God has already provided the breakthrough. God has already provided the, the provision for that area. Wow. You know, it's hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Jesus was certainly not opposed to getting people's hopes up. And, and, and as we have seen, did exactly that wherever he went. His continual proclamation of hope was an important aspect of his ministry. Now listen to John chapter 20, verse 21. Jesus said this, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. So literally the same assignment that Jesus had, and the things that Jesus did, that's what the Father is sending us to do. We too were to embrace the Isaiah 61 and Luke 4 mission of allowing the Holy Spirit anointing to flow through us to proclaim hope. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Are we to get people's hopes up? Absolutely. People rarely follow hopeless leaders. <laughs> the only way a hopeless leader can get people to follow them is through fear, intimidation, manipulation. The key is for us to have hope within ourselves for those we lead and serve. Yes, we need to be sensitive to people and avoid regurgitating formulamatic hope cliches when people are hurting. We don't just want to be a, a formula person and we want to have a heart connection. And there's times where we just weep with people and cry with people. And, but great influencers are great hope proclaimers. Let me say that again. Great influencers are great hope proclaimers. They have hope. When we, like Jesus, declare good news, freedom, and the time of God's favor, we liberate captives and release the blind to see. Hey, so, Igniting Hope family, let's get people's hopes up like never before. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, so glad you listened to this podcast today. We here at Igniting Hope Ministries, we are here to ignite your hope. And remember, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just, just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope and start speaking hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. I believe this, that our hope level determines our influence level, and he who is the most hope has the most influence. You know, I believe after love, hope is the most powerful, leadership, influential quality that there is. And remember this, 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't need joy at the end of the battle. You need joy in the middle of the battle because it's your strength. You know, pretty much for everybody listening today, you know, today's just not a great day to be radically joyful. <laughs> Let's laugh at that. No, this is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Wow. You know, let's stir it up. All of us have got things. You know, all of us have got things about our own individual lives. All of us have things in our families. All of us have uh, dreams and things that we're believing for. Uh, all of us uh, at some level are hearing the media portrayal of what's happening in the world. And, and all that wants to come on us and just zap our joy. But I say to you, the joy of the Lord is your strength stirred up. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hey, Steve Backlin here. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And we look forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.